Welcome back to Under the Influence, where we stay seriously unserious. I'm your host, Ethan Blake. Let's get right into the episode. So, something I forgot on the behind the scenes that I posted to Instagram Reels is this wall in particular. Very blank canvas on purpose. I am waiting to get more artists in the studio so I can hang up their merch. I think that that'd be pretty cool, pretty decorative. Um, it would really showcase some other people who want to get their cover art scene, merchandise scene, so what and so forth. Cool. Um, let's get right into some other stuff. And yes, I did have to print stuff out because I'm unorganized. That is the excuse we're going with. It's the excuse I'm sticking with. And I think it will resonate with a lot of people. Um, tonight's co-host is Howard. Thank you for being here, sir. Um, Howie doesn't really have much to say. Um, and anywho. So... Up first, I really wanted to talk about the Red Hot Chili Pepper World Tour. It is coming to the Globe Life Theater September 18th. I'm going. I'm so excited. Um, I'm taking a, my cousin. Um, going to get lots of pictures and videos. Uh, we're trying to figure out the logistics of it still. Um pretty sure we're going to get a hotel. It's going to be really cool because we're both um, really big Red Hot Chili Pepper fans. Like, um, I'm trying to remember because, you know, the first time I heard them, it was actually on a iPod shuffle that my dad got me when, in, God, it must have been like 2007 to nine, something like that. All I know is my parents were still together. So, um, in anywho... It is definitely something that I want to share here on the show. I want to, well, I'm, I don't want to. I'm going to, just by obligation. Um, excuse me. Um, take lots of pictures, videos. I thought about making a sign just to be, you know, like Uber Fanny. That's not what I meant. Just to be a mega stan, not Uber Fanny. Um, I guess we could make that a thing here on UTI because after all the name is UTI um, what else what else other stuff I'm really looking forward to uh, upcoming album drops two albums in particular uh, DJ Khaled and Jid I am I mean in particular DJ Khaled's album is I think he really wants to you know make up for last year and not to say that last year was bad or anything. I actually really liked it. Um, I just think it. I just think that loss he took at the Grammys took him hard, or yeah, I think he felt some type of way, and that was just like listen to this. Features include Drake, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, John Legend, Future, Lil Baby, Twenty One Savage, Dr. Dre, Lil Durk, Travis Scott. And so much more. I didn't want to um, name all of them, just because I'm sure m most of everyone has already seen the entirety of the track list. But it, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, he has he has a uh, Juice World uh, song on there. I have a feeling. I have a strong inkling that might be an interlude. Um, we'll see. I'm excited for it. Uh, Jid's album I'm also really interested in because, first of all, I love Jid. Great, great versatile rapper. Um, Atlanta. Well, he's from Atlanta. I, don't, I shouldn't have just paused like that. It's kind of stupid. Um, anywho, we make mistakes. We're in the starting phases. You're seeing UTI groundbreaking. This is a seriously unserious groundbreaking because we have nothing on the wall. It's just me in here. Howie is, well, he uh, he's taking a break. And yeah, we're just having a really good time. But uh, Jid's album also features Lil Durk, but 
much and true to the Dreamville uh, records. He has Ari Lennox and Earth Gang on there, as well as Lil Wayne as well. I mean, it's going to kick so much ass. I'm so excited for it. And another reason I'm very excited for it is because of the uh, production credits. I don't really often look at production credits, but um, Katronda's on there. James Blake is on there. Shout out um, my friend Cyrus. He is a he introduced me to James Blake, and I love him now. Um, I know he's playing at ACL this year. I don't remember which uh, weekend, but I know he's playing at ACL, so that um, would be cool to go. Um, but it is ACL, so uh, budget prohibiting. Childish Major, DJ Scheme, and J.D. Beck. J.D. Beck recently released, um, well, J.D. Beck and Domi Keys recently released uh, their debut album featuring Busta Rhymes, Herbie Hancock, Snoop Dogg, Mac DeMarco. Oh, man, I, I need to pull it up. It's really crazy. I'll pull it up in a second. But no, the album credits on that one are ridiculous. It's a really cool album. Really complex drum parts. Really awesome keys. Because, I mean, that's that's them, you know. And they are signed to Ape Shit. Uh, and, which is ran by Anderson Pack, which is awesome. I'm a big Anderson Pack fan, and funny enough, JD Beck and my drum mentor go back a little ways. Uh, they've, I think they've played in each other's bands or done gigs together, or a show at one of their things together. I don't know for sure. That that's another thing I really need to um, bring up again is uh, episode two. Well, the original episode, too, that I was not able to offload because of just stuff that remains unanswered, honestly. I just have no clue why I couldn't get that file off. And it was such a good episode, too, which is, which um kind of annoys me. But uh, you live and learn. But yeah, um, J.D. Beck is was Dallas-based. Now he's out in L.A. kicking it. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. I s I've only seen him play once. I'm, yeah, once. In the Colony, I think. The Colony is a really small suburb in... Uh, it, it's in Dallas. It's just really teeny tiny. And it, like... I don't even remember how old he was then. He must have been like 13, 14 then. And now he's working with legends. Within five, six years, he goes from the truck yard in the colony to legends. And I just don't know. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head personally who does that. Um, and, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to Domi. Um, keep up the work. That's all I got to say. You know, I, I can't... Th there's nothing to say because, you know, you can't critique them because, first of all, it's a debut album, which sounded really pretty... You know, it sounded really good. And um, not only that, they got, you know, just, like, just S-tier musicians, you know? Just, it's, shout out to them. You, you just, you, you don't see that every day. You don't see that really ever. And, um, for me personally, with my drumming, I, I've, I've never really gigged that much. I want to. It'd be nice. Alright, um, God, I did drumline for a while. And I, what's so funny is, um, 
well, it actually wasn't that long. The consistency when I was in drumline, it was when I was in senior high, so junior, senior year. The only reason I took it seriously then is because my freshman, sophomore year, I was doing just so shittily in school. And to top that off, freshman year, I don't know why. Keep in mind, I, I was going to private school. Um, didn't stop me from getting some bad habits or doing some other stuff. You probably saw how we walked by the camera there. Um, the drumline coach was like a former, like, Dallas Cowboy drumline dude who just took all of his shit so goddamn serious. And I'm talking about to the point where if you didn't, like, wear the proper clothing, he would make everyone, like, do push-ups. And it's like, my guy, this is fucking drumline. I'm so, so confused what the, um, it's not that deep is, you know, what we're getting at. And I did not last long in drumline over there. Yes. Um, so, yeah, when I dropped, I only did probably like two, three games with that drumline. It was just awful. And, um, what was so funny about the whole thing is that they made us wear, like, the old-fashioned, uh, marching band, uh, get-up. So they had, like, the plume hats. They had the, uh, oh my god. They had, like, the, I don't even know what you call those little uniforms. They had just, like, the, literally just the marching uniforms. And it was just so bizarre because, first of all, Fall in Texas is still, you know, fall in Texas. It doesn't mean it's necessarily cold. Scratch it. It's not cold at all, really, in fall in Texas. It's still humid as hell, and we're wearing basically all wool, super insulated costumes, basically, looking like, oh my god, looking like we're leading the fucking Macy's Parade. Oh my, it, it was the dumbest shit. Fast forward to senior high, um, that drumline was completely different. That drumline was freaking ridiculous. And let me tell you what. Junior year, well, I uh, toured the school towards the end of my sophomore year because I was already doing so awful that we were looking at special needs schools, and by special needs, I just mean learning difference. I don't mean, um, like, you know, special needs. Um, so, basically, it was just a school for kids with ADHD, dyslexia, stuff like that, and funny enough, when I tested in, I didn't at, you know, I, I tested... I guess, positive for dysgraphia, which basically means I have trouble, like, with shapes and spaces. And what's hilarious is that when I was doing testing for the uh, ACT, SAT for accommodations, which pretty much everyone does, well, I guess used to, because I think, I'm pretty sure less colleges nowadays are... Uh, they're kind of skipping over that, huh? They're kind of, um, kind of don't care anymore. But, uh, when I was doing the testing for accommodations for the ACT, SAT, I tested negative across the board for everything. So, either that means I was purposefully lazy, which I probably was applying to the school, or I may have just, it could have just been, you know, like a maturity with age thing. I honestly have, you know, zero clue. And that's, it's still funny to me to this day. But uh, back to the drum line. Our, uh, <laughs> we were, we were crazy in my senior year. We were nuts. Um, 
we literally just did not care about nothing. We, uh, me and some buddies, uh, after class one day, we started punching a hole in the ceiling. Or we started to punch the ceiling, and we later created a hole in it. Um, that was just our drive and our power. Um, it's drive. It's about drive. It's about power. Um, yeah, whatever. Um, what else do we do? Everyone on drumline was um, under the influence at every game. Isn't that right? So, yeah, we were under the influence for most games. Sorry, no feet. Uh, <laughs> the games were um, they were pretty boring, honestly, because going to a private school, you don't really have a very good team. And if by chance you do have a good team, they move you to a, a division where you can't keep up with the other teams. It is a riot. I remember when we played soccer even. I was on the soccer team and we made it to the uh what was it? We made it to the playoffs for the first time in that school's history. When me, a buddy and some other people like aged up into varsity. It was hilarious to think that this is how bad these athletes were. And I don't even think it was because of the learning differences. I just think that they were just naturally bad athletes. I mean I don't want to name drop the school or nothing because um, it did get me into some colleges, but uh, you should. Some some of these guys, you just couldn't really tell. Whoops. Sorry if I come off a little loud. That's better. Okay, so back to drumline. Um, what we would do, um, this is when dab pens were getting popular, okay? So when dab pens were getting really popular, this is what we started doing. Were not me, um, what other people started and I uh, kind of followed. <laughs> um, what they would do, you know, just casually sneak it in the pockets. Uh, and the bus we had, if it didn't have a bathroom, we would do it in the bathroom of like the fast food place we would stop at on the way to a game. So stupid. And, you know, that that's just, just the name of the game. Just the... Uh, yeah, it's just the uh, name of the game there. One of the best one of the best stories of my life was my uh, high school senior night. I don't know how much I can say about it, just because of the um, explicits. But there was, I was. UTI, so under the influence. I got my flowers that you get on senior night, typically. Or at least that's how our school did it and some of the others in the uh, area. And I may or may not have gotten top behind the dumpster of the uh, convenience shack. I don't even think we won the football game. That that was just the best football game ever. Oh my god. I like I had no clue that that was um Yeah, that that was sick. <laughs> Some of the uh, other stuff on Drumline was uh, we would, you know, we would typically joke around with each other, and that actually wound me up getting an ISS because, um, you know, guys being guys, we would um, we would we would shove the sticks up in one another. That's you know high school antics. We were. We were at the top of our top of our game then with the uh, sticks and asses, and I got an ISS for that. Whatever. That's not even the worst suspension I got. I mean, that's not even. Yeah, I guess. Not, yeah, that's not even the worst suspension I got. 
the worst suspension I got, that one was ridiculous. My first suspension, or I guess my first real suspension, because the stick thing, that, that, that wasn't even like, they called it an ISS, it was, it was like detention at the beginning of the morning, like, whatever. And... Excuse me. It's junior year towards spring break, I believe. And what's going on is at this time of the year, there are no performances in band. I was also in band, but I didn't play drums. I played saxophone. That was a whole f damn thing. And we, you know. You don't do anything in study hall. Like, study hall is just, you know, R&R, &R, if anything. So, for us, at the back of the class, it was me, a senior, and some other guys. Oh, my God. And the principal's daughter was there. But that's not why I got caught. She was actually she was actually pretty cool. She didn't, um, she was chill. Um, we started, um prank calling these local businesses um local bu we started prank calling massage parlors asking for happy endings just because we are sick you know we're hilarious we think we are yeah really funny dude um and i don't know what it was but we just i no not we i escalated things i told them about this website called Backpage which thanks to BBYO I knew about. BBYO is a international Jewish organization where Jewish teen where local Jewish teens in, you know, areas where they're local uh hang out and do Jew things not really Jew things, just sort of like kick it with other Jews. It's pretty cool. Um, I made a lot of friends over there. I don't really know what any of them are up to. Some of them were weird. The problem about being Jewish in North Dallas is that although it's a huge community, everyone knows each other. So, I mean, like, you can't go out with anyone because everyone knows. You can't sleep with anyone because everyone knows. You can't do shit because everyone knows. It's it's a, you know, it's like living your Facebook. Like, everyone just sees everything about you all the time. It's crazy. Living your Facebook. I'm sorry. I should slow down on the beer. <laughs> But the prank call was something else because when we got to Backpage, for people who are probably not familiar with Backpage, at the time when I knew about it, it was a way for people to, it was a skankier Craigslist, you know, it had like, you know, all these job opportunities and shit like that, and what was so funny about it it didn't even try to disguise the fact that it was, like, prostituting. It, it straight up said, you know, escorts, and then, I kid you not, it had every single solitary category that you can think of. Man. So, well, it was man-to-man, man-to-woman. Let, let me slow down. The preferences was man-seeking man, man-seeking man woman, woman-seeking woman, man-seeking trans man, man-seeking trans woman, and then vice versa with the women. And then another step further with, like, trans people meeting other trans people. I, I, I mean, the, these people were on top of it. They, they wanted they, they wanted action. You know, they, they were not slowing down. They, they knew exactly what they were up to. And they were bold. You know they had uh they had prices posted uh they had numbers to message they had profiles to check out it was as legit as a prostitution website under you know that's secretly monitored by FBI can be and the reason why I know it was monitored by the FBI 
is because the last time I tried logging onto it after the suspension, it said, caution, this website is currently under investigation by the FBI for trafficking. That was a trip. I was like, oh my god, it took them that long? Like, because I found out about it in probably... Actually, well, all things considered, yeah, I was kind of up for a long time, considering, you know, there's, you know, like, if that's what they're alleging, trafficking and prostitution on it, you'd think that they probably would have caught wind of that sooner, but it was up for a bit, I think. <laughs> oh, man. So, we get this num. so, us being boys, we, um... We want to do the most bang for your buck laugh as possible. So what we ended up doing was we did the men seeking transgender category. And we just started fucking with these. You know, part of me always wants to start that sentence. Like, I, I've told the story to so many people, and every time I want to start that sentence is like, to this poor uh, trans woman. You know, no. Uh-uh. No. You don't even know me. I could be a child. for, And at the time I was. I, I, I don't. I feel good about, I, I, I don't want to say I don't feel good about it, because it really made all of us laugh, but the first couple I called, I was like, do you still have a dick, or like, how much, like, like foreskin did they, like, leave behind, and stuff like that, it was, it, it was a bit much, um, yeah, I was, I was messing with, with these, uh, people a lot and what unfortunately happened was they reverse searched my number on Facebook which first of all um, fuck you Facebook or I guess formerly Facebook now meta fuck y'all for allowing that to even be an option a trans hooker reversed searched my number and found out who I was, sent back a picture of myself, and I don't know what they wanted. I think they just wanted, they may have just, more, like, were trying to expose me or something. That, it's freaky. You don't want to see that. It is not something that you want to be in the presence of. Or not necessarily in the presence of. It's not something you want happening. You don't want a trans hooker sending your profile back to you asking if that's you like as confirmation. So I immediately blocked her because I was paranoid as shit at that point because I was like, how the hell is that? Why is that? Why can you... Because, you know, I was so just confused at the time that she was able to search my number like that it, it, it just did not make sense to me so anyway what I ended up this is where things sort of took a turn okay the reason it took a turn is because she saw like, it, obviously, she saw my profile. And at the time, on my Facebook, because I was on Facebook at a young age, because every Jewish mom on the planet is on Facebook, and by obligation, if you just kind of have to get on it, too. I on, on my Facebook, it had my junior high still in my profile. So, I said, if they're going to bomb anywhere, it'd be my junior high. At which point the music director, you know, 
like it, it was like a cartoon. It had to be like a cartoon moment when someone says like the wrong thing and everyone's like, "What?" You know, I, I'm not very animated, so I can't do it. But um, what it ended up being was a way bigger deal than it was. So he said, "What did you say?" I said, "Nothing." He said, "What about a bomb?" And this was right around the. This was right around a school shooting. This was right around a school shooting, so that's why everyone was on edge all the time. Um. It, so I was like, "Listen, if I, I, I'd rather not tell you what's going on because I'm. It's just not worth the trouble of getting angry over." And of course, he couldn't. He didn't know that, you know, he's just, you know, trying to look out for himself and everyone else, which I get, but at the same time, you know me. You've known me all year, bud. No, sir. Uh-uh. It's a, it's a no-fly zone for me, bud. So, takes me to the principal's office. And I'm in there with him, the dean of students, and the head of, or not the head of school, the principal. And they're like, okay, what's this about a bomb? Like, what's going on? We, you know, he's telling us something that there's something going on about bombing a school. You need to let us know what's going on. And I'm like, listen, I, I, like at this point, I know I'm going to have to tell them, but I'm trying to teeter totter around it so much. Like, I, I, I kid you not. The first thing I said was I called, I, I called a, a woman. And they're like, who, who was this woman? Explain yourself. And I'm like, oh boy. And then they're like, all right, we're going to have to call your mom. And they're like, oh, no, don't. You don't have to bring her into this. Because there's one thing about Jewish mothers that not everyone seems to understand, and that is just the exaggeration. When the school calls, they immediately think, like, their child got kidnapped type stuff. And the funny thing is, is that I'm like 17, 18 at this point, so I'm like, who, like, what's the danger? I, I, I've, I feel like I've aged out of kidnapping at that age, you know? Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just not really an ideal. Like, I, I mean, I, I didn't really have facial hair at the time, but I, I still didn't like. I don't think I looked boyish enough to, uh, I guess, merit, you know, kidnapping. I, I don't know what, you know, Jewish moms think, it's, they, they go off on, you know, their own tangent, you know, to the fellow Jews out there, but we call her, and what ended up happening was, you know, she's like, is everything okay, what's going on, and she's like, yes, um, uh, we have Ethan in the office, we, you know, he needs to tell you something, um, he hasn't told us yet, so, you know, we're just trying to figure this whole thing out. And she's like, Ethan, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, shit. Literally. You know, I'm just, I'm sweating bullets. And it's right before spring break because, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want anything major happening to me, like, right before spring break. It's, it's just not, like, ideal. What ended up happening was, um, well, I told her this. This was the exact verbiage I used. Mom, I called an unfavorable woman. Her response? Well, what the fuck does that mean, Ethan? I, I, uh, I, uh, and then, you know, as I'm stuttering, the principal chimes in. She's like, Ethan, tell her. Mom, I called a transvestite hooker. Brief pause. What the fuck, Ethan? In front of, you know, like, the head of school, everyone. She, she's, like, you know, just cursing at me. And it is so, like, I am trying, 
listen, you know you got a good suspension when the dean of students, who's already a cool guy, like is like having to look away from you because he's trying not to laugh. This is how funny the whole thing was, because the dean of the dean of students, he he was a like he was a pretty young guy, or not like young guy. He was like like mid to late thirties at for us at the time, I guess. And he was a pretty cool guy, honestly. He he just sort of like understood a student's mindset and stuff more so, I guess, than other teachers I've had in the past. But he he was trying so hard not to laugh. So what ended up happening is that I got suspended like a day or two before spring break, and then I just came back like all as well. However, when I got back, some no, that's 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 not that's not what happened. What first happened was um, before I went home, per the suspension protocol, they have to drug test you, and part of the drug test, or no, not part of that. Um, she's just like you know, like before we you know get on with it. Is there anything you just want to let me know of? You know, just right off the bat. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I've you know I smoked, you know, pot. She's like, all right, great. Have you smoked with Shelton's students? And, um, you know, I did not at all want to bring my friends down. At, you know, I did not at all want to bring this, you know, that down. So, this is so funny. What ended up happening was I told them that, you know, no, it was just me. So, I had to, you know, get drug tested. First of all, the place where they send you to drug test is the worst. It's just the worst. Like, they do it on purpose to teach you a lesson. And for me, I didn't really learn my lesson. Because that wasn't the first time I was in that area. But there's this place called LabCorp. It's in downtown Dallas. Over, you know, it's over by all the uh, bail bond places. And when I was there, there's this woman basically going, oh, man, these contractions are killing me. And I'm like, well, why are you doing a drug test if you're having contractions? And obviously she was full of shit, but it was just, just, it's just that type of stuff in downtown, it's just that type of gem, you know? It's just that, you know, I I love that type of uh, um, degen type stuff, that degenerate type stuff. Um, I remember I was going through downtown Dallas this one time. I was heading over to this uh, spot called the Armory in Deep Ellum it's, uh, by the Arts District. And so anyone who has been solicited weed before, they know. Um, they know the interaction. The interaction is pretty much fairly standard. You know, some guy probably sees you walk in or, you know, you, like, walk out of a gas station with a, you know, pack of White Owls or uh, Swishers or some. First of all, those two things are gross. Fuck Swishers. Um, You know, usually they'll be like, hey, you know, you smoke or something like that. And... You know, you'll be like, yeah, and then, you know, from there you'll either get their contact or, you know, buy some shit off them right there. It's usually how it goes, right? Not this time. And so this was so funny to me because it was just the complete opposite. And by complete opposite, I mean literal opposite. What happened was I just parked my car, paid for parking, or I guess overpaid for parking because that's how f- goddamn much it is. Um, <laughs> the this guy, he sees me. Um, he just—I don't even know why he singles me out. I, I guess it's just because like I just like almost bump into him. He's like, "Hey, bro, you smoke?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, bro. What's up?" He's like, "You got any?" I'm trying to buy some. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" This was a complete role reversal. 
that caught me completely off guard. I had zero clue how to react. I, I'm well. I mean, obviously, I reacted with you know like Nah, bro, sorry. Um, and he's like, Oh, damn, you know anyone in the area? And I say, No, nah, bro, I'm from you know North Dallas. I don't know anyone down here. And it's deep. for people who don't know, Deep Ellum is basically like San Francisco. It's like really liberal, and you know they're just people like smoking joints openly. It's pretty lit. And I almost wanted to say, bro, just tag along to this one spot. Like, like I'm, I'm sure you can, you know, like bum a hit or two off someone. But I didn't. I don't know why, but I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. But I didn't. I saw him later that night. I don't think he recognized me. But. Yeah, that drug testing place in um, down and you know downtown Dallas has a lot of different dis- districts. There's this uh, historic district, the arts district, blah blah blah. Whatever district I was in was the bail bond district, as I'm self-proclaiming. It, it was so just wacky being there. So I do the drug test, finally get it over with, and for me personally. I, I've been drug tested before. There's a certain, there's something in my head that just sort of prevents me from pissing in that cup. I mean, when I interviewed for, uh, I'm not working there anymore, so I don't mind saying it. When I, uh, interviewed for CarMax, I actually only, I I barely work there. I, I, I fucking finesse them, um. And I feel bad because they did treat me well. It's just I totally got in over my head with working from home. Uh, it's basically like the job that they wanted me to do was almost sell cars. It was basically do everything a car salesman would do except, you know, collect the final signature. And it's not necessarily selling cars over the phone. It's it's basically leading up to the sale of the car over the phone. And that is f- so difficult because I am a car guy kinda, I'm not, I'm not like a car guy, like I can fix a car and everything like that, I mean I can if you give me like, you know, a YouTube video in some time, but you know, I, I, I feel like I enjoy cars enough to where I'd be a good, a great salesman at just, you know, like pushing them, and that sucked because I couldn't, you know, do it in person and actually, you know, like sit in the car and go on test drives and stuff, but I did low-key finesse CarMax, they had unreal benefits. That's all I'm going to say. Which I took advantage of. But, um... The drug test, um... For CarMax, I... What did I do? Oh, that's right. So, I've passed two different drug tests in my life. I passed one for a call for this one um call center um I don't even remember the name of it. Um I just remember that they didn't want me for they they didn't want me because of um a DWI on my record which was just the most bizarre thing because it was a work from home job. And I don't mind talking about the DWI, but it because it happened like so long ago now, whatever, like, y'all know, awesome, so, um, the drug test that I did for CarMax, first of all, I need to shout out Condom Sense right now, Condom Sense, the local sex shop, these people were able to help me get a job with CarMax, And I know what you're thinking. And no, I did not seduce the boss. It's okay. Talking about a drug test. Come on, we're tracking here. Come on. As my mother would say, keep are you are you tracking? You good, you tracking. Whatever. This person at Condom Sense um totally had the hookup. Um what's so funny about condom sense is that not only is it a sex shop it's like a combo sex shop smoke shop 
So, like, you can pick out, like, a set of anal beads and then go home with a new bong and vape juice on the same day. It's so freaking funny to me. I mean, it's, like, what other place in the world can you get, like, the same equipment that you jerk off into and smoke into? Not, it's not the same equipment. Which I should probably, um, uh, follow, the, you know, save that there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. But, yeah, they gave me something called Stinger's Mouthwash. People, if you want, if you have a oral mouth test, uh, oral drug tests, um, Stinger's Detox Mouthwash is the way to go. You swallow it, just swirl it around. Um, it's sick. Um, and that's how I was able to pass my drug tests. Um, you know, I like to have a lot of fun on the show. Um, well, frankly, I haven't had too much fun on the show. This is going to be the second episode published. But I do want to talk about some stuff that I am planning for in the future. Um, he is getting pretty excited about it. So, what I really want to do is, um, start, uh, if possible, mini-series um, what I'll do with the miniseries is, um, you know, different types of categories. I've thought of UTI playing with fire as a, uh, sort of a kitchen, uh, or cooking type, um, podcast interview. I can have someone who knows how to, uh, you know, cook and stuff. Um, he's just upset he can't get to, um, his toy. Um, Another one I thought of was uh, UTI buzzed on the street. That's basically, I was thinking about doing something basically like the street interviews you see. I don't want to have the questions be as gross because, um, first of all, I don't want to go around asking people their body count or stuff like that. Or, you know, like, you know, like how small is too small or stuff like that because I feel like I might get insecure. Honestly, I feel like I might get pretty insecure. Um, with some of their answers, and that's something I might avoid, might not, we'll, we'll just see, but something I am definitely planning on with the, uh, school season starting up is bar reviews, I'm gonna hit up different bars with the, uh, camera, and, uh, that's something where I can definitely, um, kick it, um, so, why, sorry about that, um, what I was getting at is why I started the podcast. I started this podcast. Well, you know, this was an idea that uh, we've, not we, I've had since when I was at, uh, since when I was a freshman at uh, Texas Tech. Um, what, you know, I, this is sort of around the time when podcasts, I guess, were becoming a little bit more popular. Um, they haven't, you know, like, they hadn't quite, uh, quite reached, um, I guess a certain admir admirability as they're at now. And the reason I put it like that is because I feel like that there's that, um, nowadays, especially with social media and everything, um, stuff like this has gained a, uh, notoriety of itself for, uh, either, you know, just straight up creative content or news or deeper discussion and just stuff like that. And that's something I really did want to focus on, um, for this show. Um, I know how I described the show as, you know, like a, you know, a kickback and that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, today I'm not really kicking back with anyone, but that's okay. Um, the reason why I'm not kicking back with anyone today in particular is because I couldn't get anyone today, and I really wanted to put stuff out. Um, what I want to do with the podcast is, you know, pretty simple. I would like to make this small project into a bigger, more time-occupying project. If I could make money off of this, that would be phenomenal. Um... You know, that, that's definitely a hope for the future if this is something I can keep up is uh, I really do want to hopefully create some sort of revenue off this. And um, 
I have been thinking that, you know, I could try and promote differently. Um, one thing I did want to um, do or mention, I did figure this out. At 100 subscribers on YouTube or 250 followers on Instagram, uh, I'll be doing a giveaway. I haven't figured out what exactly yet. I'm thinking I'm going to do a um, probably like a $150 gift cards uh, to uh, wherever. Like, I'll just do winner's choice just to um, keep people engaged. So, yeah, I'll do, um, you heard it here, at 100 subs on YouTube or 250 follows, uh, there will be a $150 giveaway to the place of your choice on me. Um, some stuff to look out for. Uh, the redo episode with a drummer, producer... MC, etc., Medrick Greeley. The reason I say etc. is because he has a lot under his credentials, which I talked about last time and unfortunately couldn't show you all. So hopefully we can get that covered soon. Um, look out for that Medrick Greeley episode. That's going to be coming soon. Please be sure to share, like, subscribe, the following. I never in my life would think that I would be saying that before, but there you go. There's a there's a podcast with an outro saying like and subscribe. Blah blah blah. That's a uh it's pretty corny. I need to think of something better than that. It's better than like and subscribe. I don't know. View and comment might be, might make me feel special too. Um I don't know. Keep up. Don't. I appreciate the support. Um, you know, the followers is really the reason, like, what I'm... It's not the reason why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for me, because, you know, I hardly have any followers. But, um, I will be dropping all of the social medias in the description of the video. Until next time, I'm Ethan Blake. Stay seriously and serious, and I'll catch you at the next one.